fucking swab my nose and call me positive this is a couple pints pod baby yeah get a round of applause for the gentleman in the room it's not why we're on zoom though it is monday january 3rd 503 p.m both of us are working men so we couldn't get together in person and we had busy busy breaks that's right i went and cut down trees today really no i'm no oh i don't know Kind of I was odd. fixing holes on the highway. What? Are you in prison? What are you talking about? What? I didn't say anything. Did you work today? Did you coach children? No, no one signed up for the class. And Aww. one of my other classes doesn't start till next week. Aw, poor That's guy. all right. I like your hat. Thanks, dude. I mean, this band is sick. If you don't know who this band is, check them out. Right? Dude, me and uh, Olivia were going to see them on New Year's Eve, but they canceled the show. Oh, the show we went to? Electric. Unreal, dude. Yeah. It was same venue. Literally the same show. Same opener. Same fucking, obviously same headliner because it's their ah, show. It's their show. You know what I pump? I you No, I pump for. <laughs> to pump for what? Uh, first off, fucking Johnny John Mayer, and then like two weeks after that, fucking Dua Lipa, baby. Mm, Dua Lipa and John Mayer. This is K one hundred seven. Hey, Will Crutchfield, I know you're watching. Stop DMing me. I'm trying to podcast. You fuck. Obviously, Will's watching live right now because he has the e link. He's sitting next to me. Oh, wait, is he really? No. He oh. went home weeks ago. If you sit next to me, you'd have the guest mic and it would actually work this time. I know. We're sorry that it didn't work. We apologize, Will. No, nah, I figured out why. Um, anyway. What uh what are we talking about? Oh wait, I know what we're talking about. Hey, what's on your ceiling? Don't look up. Hey. Whoa. So I planned this. Uh, next thing I'm about to say, which isn't, I shouldn't have said I planned this. Um, we know that everyone's talking about don't look up right now. Hottest shit on Netflix. I think it's number one on Netflix. Uh, great movie star studded cast and the press fuck and the press fucking hates it, which makes it that much better. So let's it's making fun of their dumb asses. So let's break down why it's a great movie. Why it's a great cast and why the press fucking hates it as out uh, bigger than because it's making fun of their dumb asses. Wider spectrums. First off, what you told me yesterday when we were trying to record but couldn't find a topic and I didn't watch the movie yet that you know people who now have anxieties about that. Totally understandable. I was so frustrated watching this movie. Because it's like in the in the first spoilers ahead, if you haven't seen it, but like in the first fucking news interview, like you have these two overly qualified people played by Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer fucking Lawrence. Shouts out both of them. Killed it. Amazing. Jennifer Lawrence always, always slays it. And we know Leo's Leo. But in that first fucking interview with uh fucking those two other really famous actors whose names escape me. 
Yeah. When they're on like the daily rip or what? Right. Daily yeah. rip. Yeah. 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 I know it's like a lighthearted, goofy show, but and it's also obviously to our third point, making fun of press and shows like that where it's all just lighthearted. No, strong, strong satire. Yeah, but it is terrifying to think that if this was actually happening and two scientists went on any talk show, except for like maybe late night with Stephen Colbert, maybe, maybe that that would be the same shit. Oh my god! Like, oh, is it gonna hit my ex-wife's house? I cringed so hard at that. I was like, "Is it gonna hit oh. New Jersey?" Because I would love it to hit my ex-wife's house. And he's like, "It's going to destroy the planet." And he's like, "Oh, we so, like to have fun here." Yeah. When he was doing the mathematical calculations, and he started psyching himself out, and then they went to the president's office, and Dude. they didn't. Shouts out oh. Meryl Street playing the first female president she she killed it but also that was making fun of the last one yeah obviously i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna say his name but that was the that was the the joke i think oh Oh, yeah there were there there was a few people in there that you can pick up on who they were making fun of yeah so she was the last one what was he number 41 I don't know. Doesn't matter. He, we all know. Me. We all know who we're talking about. But uh, yeah, the fact that she's like, let me get other scientists on it, government scientists on Our it, people and we'll, who are more we'll qualified. Like who what? Are more qualified. And what? then Jonah Hill, who also plays oh. her her son, who also plays the White House secretary or the Dude, secretary of some shit. He's hysterical. Fucking great. So funny. But also, like, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, he's like University of Michigan or wherever. I think it was University of Michigan. Yeah. He's like, we have government fucking scientists. Like, what qualified? The the way he said that when they were like, yeah, we're from the University of Michigan. He goes, University of Michigan? (laughs) How? What? The way they make it seem as if every single little detail of this 100% going to happen because that's how the math broke it down. Well, 90, 99.78%, which according to Jonah Hill isn't a hundred. So we still have a chance. The way they try and spin that. And then because Leonardo DiCaprio's character was got played by their wordplay and said, oh, you said 100%, so you were wrong. Yeah. Oh, my God. The f- Listen, when you watch this movie, because I guarantee whoever watches this episode watched it because they watched the movie. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. And sorry if we're spoiling the whole thing for you, but... Whoa. Well, I, I said spoilers ahead. I'll put it in the thing, too. If you're going to watch this episode, or the caption... Bef- like watch it before you watch this put us off for two and a half hours then watch this well it's easy peasy it has to be talked about though it's so good but also oh, yeah but also in terms of spoilers like we're not giving away too much i mean just bits and details just bits and details i mean why who i'm sure th- i'm sure by the end of this we will have i almost said prolapsed 
syn synapse we would have done a synapsis is no that's yes. a, that's in your synapsis. brain synapsis of the whole movie i'm sure we'll spoil the ending by the end of this so we definitely will great 100 will great fucking ending i th- they built it up to be so underwhelming <clears throat> and then he gets that phone call anyway we'll get there but we'll yeah. get there we'll get there so they bring it to the government first and the government's like let us handle it you guys don't know what you're doing and they're like yeah we fucking do we have photo evidence then they go to the daily rip who just makes fun of them plays it off then leo then leo starts banging the news anchor for some reason that was a weird side plot that kind of yeah that came out of nowhere i enjoyed it because it kind of it was character development but like didn't contribute to the the whole did not contribute whatsoever and the fact that leo's character got to reap the benefits off what's her name again her the other character um jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence the way she freaks out that was literally how i felt on the inside when they started playing it off and making fun of everything they were saying when she exploded i Oh, that's probably a huge scene that just clicks with everyone who had that built up anxiety up to that point. And that's like, what, 30, 40 minutes in to a two and a half hour movie. Yep. That's pretty early. And then she's deemed crazy and then fucking Leo does it. And then. His. Leonardo DiCaprio's emotion that he puts into a character. Well, dude, J-Law's too. Jennifer Lawrence fucking murdered that part. She did a very good job. But like Leo? Leo, but Leo's Leo. Like we expect that of him. And like Jennifer Lawrence is great in everything I've seen her in. But this one specifically for me was like, wow, she really like. I was like, she believes in it. Like, this is going to happen. She, like, sold it for me. I was like, oh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. And then I saw that monologue that uh, that that we're talking about where Leo benefited off of it. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and I was like, holy shit. It's, I, I looked up. I was like, is there something fucking coming, dude? This is scary. That's, I've been looking that was into this great sky. acting. But, like, the whole time, it, for me, at least now when I watch Leo, I'm like, oh, well, it's going to be good, you know? And not that J-Law is not there. But like, that was one of my favorite. I haven't seen like a ton of her shit. It's like her more serious movies. But that monologue, I was like, holy, that's fucking acting, man. Because you expect that. You expect that from everyone else. And well, all the big names in the cast. You do, but you don't. But it's a Netflix movie. Like when I when people are talking about it. Yeah, but and, you but you know Meryl Streep's gonna kill it. You know Jonah Hill's gonna kill it. You know Leo's gonna kill it. I'm sure a lot of people knew J Law was gonna kill it, but like um the other three have been around for so long. I wh- why do you the freaking scientist? What was his name? Not the scientist, the tech inventor. 
Oh, dude, that guy. The guy me. who wouldn't. Like, the, I'm what? on the I'm on the IMDb right now. OK, his name was Peter Isherwell, and he oh, was yeah. making fun of, I assume, uh, what's his name? The Apple guy, Steve Jobs. I see. I think it was either Musk or Gates. Because the way he talked was but he almost... was but he was the phone guy. Yeah, he was the phone guy. So that's why I assumed it was either Jobs or Cook. It was I'll, actually, no, I take it all back. He was like a, an amalgamation of all of the people we're, we're naming. Literally the megalomaniacs of our time. Because then <clears throat> he does the whole tech thing. And he's like, my phone can sense your emotions. And dude, he's so creepy. He was like he Mr. Was Rogers, so too. I didn't, I didn't like that. Weird. <clears throat> So we oh when when the oh when the attack got rerouted and sent back down because he bought the operation to try his fucking robotic explosion. Well, that's the the Musk part. Like that's he starts with the phone. That's like the Apple. We own everything. Then DiCaprio says we have to do this mission. They pick fucking oh my god, Ron Perlman. Oh murdered it they pick ron, ron perlman, perlman to fucking blow up this asteroid with a with a fleet of nukes come on you pussies pick it for, up for whatever reason the u.s government's like no and then they crash into the ocean somehow ron perlman survives and then fucking peter ishwell it's his character's name his name is mark rylance creepiest motherfucker on the planet Good for you, Mark Rylance. A great actor. I'm sure he's not that creepy in life, but then he's like, "Yeah, I have the answers." Oh, I have. Um, oh my the god! Answers to that's a, that's a, a great impression. Are you doubting my science? And then when that mission fails, uh, um, uh, I have I'm, to. Uh, I'm going to use. Outside. I'm going to step out and use the restroom. I'll be back, everyone. Well. There's a solution with everything's okay. Oh. And then it turns out there was a uh, there was a solution for him. And the president. So now, what scenario do you think there'd be have to be an asteroid scenario for that movie to really come into play? Like what disaster do you think I mean obviously we know what disaster cuz that news manipulation and shit's going on right now but what do you think it have to be what natural disaster would it have to be for anything in, that happened in that movie to actually come to fruition in real life you think it'd have to be the ring of fire exploding the super volcano under yellowstone what do you think it'd be either that like giant asteroid or as I was saying to you last night, um, the whole ice shelf thing that apparently is going to raise the sea level like six feet and kill billions of people, including everyone I know. Cause my town is negative three, three feet below sea level. <clears throat> and that's like actively happening. Um, shelf. Yeah. It's going to cause huge tsunamis and raise the sea level a shitload or, which we can't prevent. 
No. What do you mean something like this, like an apocalyptic scenario or something that we can prevent that the media and the government would be like, no, 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 we got it. And then fuck it all up. So super volcano under Yellowstone National Park, they start getting seismograph readings that it says, all right, we have this amount of time until this thing's literally about to freaking destroy and create a hole and but we, launch half of Earth into space. But we can't fix that. Well, you like, can't that really was, fix the meteor. That was, yeah, you can. There were multiple solutions to that that the government and the media fell through on. It's like that fucking, is true. It's like Armageddon, dude. You ever see Armageddon? Bruce yeah, Willis saves the world. All you got to oh, yeah. do is all you got to do is nuke a meteor. Got a nuke meteor. You got a nuke a meteor. Because as they said in Don't Look Up, it's better if 30 small meteors hit random places mostly in the ocean than one giant meteor destroying the planet okay so you think it's sort of like it's sort of like uh i forget the technical term for it but like the idea that if fuck what is it like it's better to cause a few small events that will cause casualties than to wipe out the entire planet okay i forget what it's called in psychology or philosophy because i studied it in school this whole thing i wrote a completely slips my mind and tesla did it when they started doing the auto driving like if there's a bunch of school kids crossing the street but the tesla has to swerve out of the way and hit an old person how is it going to decide what to do natural so it's like no so it's like if a giant meteor was hurtling towards Earth, we had enough warning. They sent up a bunch of nukes to blow it up and create a bunch of tiny meteors that they can then track and be like, oh, 10 of them are going to hit the Pacific, five are going to land in the Atlantic, and five are going to hit like the US. Oh. It's, it's better to take out like a small town in Wisconsin or even like half of new york city than it is to take out the entire world know what i mean oh yeah so in the in the case of blowing shit up in space but it still comes down and hits us i think that's a better option than letting it just come down and hit us so then right back to my super scenario do you even think they theory called if it was going to happen do you think they'd even tell anybody you think they'd be like, you know what? Let's prepare everyone. Let's get the date out there. Or do you think it'd be exactly like it was in the beginning of the movie when they had the six months and everyone was like, ah, let's sit tight and assess. Wait, go again. Sorry. The super volcano situation. Yeah. If it was going to happen, there's nothing we can do. Do you think they tell the world to get ready? Here's the end date. This is what we predict. There's a 99.96% probability of this exploding. Or do you think they'd hide it so that the half the world and the dies peacefully and the other half can go into an apocalyptic winter? I definitely think, well, I would like to think that they would be like, Hey, we know this is going to happen. Brace yourselves. But then as we saw in the movie, when you do that mass hysteria breaks out, then it's the purge until the world ends. True. So I don't know what I would prefer. Cause I'd like to know, but also if 
everyone knows, then everyone's like, well, there's no point in maintaining any sort of morality. So let's just do whatever the fuck we want until this volcano explodes. You have to hide it. I mean, but that's so fucked. Yeah, that's really fucked. Because then the United States is, and most of North America and South America is blasted into space. We're all dead. And then the rest of them are, like you said, in like a fucking apocalyptic ice age. If they even survive. I've heard, I heard if the super volcano blows up, that ash and shit is going to black out the sun for like years. Which means plants die, which means people die. Plus all the chemicals Mm -hmm. that come along with that. Like, I think that would be an extinction event. Big time extinction event. So, I think we're both on the same page that they wouldn't say anything. I don't know, though. Why? Why are you? I think think they would hide it for as, because it's almost 530. Oh. I think they would hide it for as long as they possibly could. And then, like, a day before it happened, be like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Just a random countdown clock on every single news channel that literally has a one hour before it's supposed to happen. And if most of you notice, the countdown clock is now at zero. So it's time for us to tell you. Super volcano Yellowstone National Park about to explode, destroying the whole entire world. Have a great night. Goodbye. Pretty much. Dude, you know what? You know what? Like really the most not uh, I don't want to say the most upsetting, but the scene that really like hit me and I was like, holy shit, that would really happen was when the meteor because we said they failed all the missions again, spoiler alert. When it's hitting Earth and all the news guys are still and like newscasters are still doing the news and like the green screens are like like the images are failing and they're like, well, this is it. And then it just goes black like that was fucked up. If I knew that a doomsday event was happening, because at that point in the movie, all you have to do is look at the sky. That's why it's called Don't Look. Well, Mm -hmm. it's called Don't Look Up because Meryl Streep and incited a. A split in the freaking nation on. Which we've seen before. Don't look up. Yeah. Um, But all these people are like, and this is going to happen and that's going to (laughs) happen. Like, dude, spend time. that, And then it cuts to Leo and J-Law. And can we talk about fucking Chalamet for a second? Because I was, I don't like him, but that role, I was like, that's, he was perfect. Spot on. Absolutely nailed and i love that j law's just like yeah fine let's fuck it let's be together until the world ends and then they're eating dinner they're eating dinner with leo's family oh so we need i saw a meme today it was like chalamet uh slips in with the greatest line of all time and it was when they're in the grocery store and leo's like we need fingerling what or what are the tiny potatoes called? And J Law goes fingerling potatoes, and Chalamet's like, I fucking love fingerling potatoes. <laughs> His character, I I really liked, and he did have a good purpose. Like it was comedic, but like dark comedic that fit the tone of the movie. And then at the same time, all of a sudden, he's like the religious one because all the science people aren't. 
and then the movie ends and ends in a blade of glory a bla- huge blaze of glory blaze of glory stop fighting the tag also i was pretty uh impressed by the way they made the end of earth look yeah that was obvious we've seen specific and spot on no but i mean like when it hits and then you see like the explosion and you it it's like a montage of how it affects different places and like cut to the coast of california and you could see like the lights and cities turning out and shit like the the process in which they destroyed this fake earth was so uh impressive but also enjoyable like believable as opposed to like 2012 where it's like raining meteors and they're in a cessna like dodging meteors and the the fucking buildings are caving in and fucking like i like that it was i like that it was like the perspective from space and then it would cut to like very close ups of like groups of people or when they're all in the dining room, just holding hands and Timothy Chalamet's praying and all the glasses start vibrating and the lights are flickering, flickering and, like, and you know, it's coming. It was really well made. I really enjoyed it. Now we could talk about what the press has to say about it. Cause they shit all over the press. Fuck. What, what's the press saying? I have yet to even consider reading what any one of the press members say. Everyone, basically everyone, except for like Rotten Tomatoes, which is all fan-based, and IMDb, which is all fan-based, is like, fuck this movie. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. This is not what would happen. It's all fictitious. It's all blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, no, this is like... I read don't fool yourself. I read like the intro of an article today. I'm not going to say I read an article today, but um, basically saying like, yeah, they, it's getting terrible reviews because the higher ups are like, oh, fuck, they it, they figured us out and then they published it. And now it's number one on Netflix and everyone knows. Not like everyone didn't know before that, but. You know well, what yeah, I mean? But that would probably also be why a lot of people are watching it and then have that strong feeling of anxiety and then have nightmares at night because, holy crap, this relates to the real world so much. What if this could actually happen? What if this is actually happening? Should I go look up in the sky? No, I shouldn't look up in the sky. What side am I on? Exactly. And that's what the media does best is divide to cause chaos, to get people away from the actual issue and worry about their personal ideals because their best friends disagree with them or their family disagree with them. Golly, it's so fucked up. It's like. I just don't see why it's like you can't. Well, I obviously money, but like, why can't it just be like. Here's the news. Unbiased fucking news. There is a meteor gonna hit Earth. Unbiased. Excuse me. Yeah, like... Unbiased doesn't put coin in my pocket, good man. But in terms of... an Unbiased. Apo- in terms of an apocalyptic event, I believe... I would like to hope that... The media, which we know they won't and this 
proves they won't based off the media's reaction. But I would like to think that they would just be like, well, we're all going to die anyway. Let's tell them what's going on. That is true. When a liar is caught, they tend to really exaggerate and get super loud because they're like, oh, fuck, I got caught in the act. Well, the most frustrating part, and I think Leo says it at one point, is how political the apocalypse got. It's like it doesn't matter. There's no politics after this happens. Fix it. Fix it. And we can talk about politics or let it happen. And then nothing exists. Uh, But I think we could have. Mine, the uh, asteroid, and get bro, that was minerals. That was uh, insane to make in more asteroid. to make more cell phones. To for who? That that's what money. Leo said in the boardroom. He's sitting for on who? the edge of the boardroom, and he's like, "Who are we gonna make cell phones for if no one's alive? Everyone's gonna be dead." And then Jonah Hill's like, "But billions, <laughs> but, but billions of dollars. What would you like to pray for?" Um, I'd like to pray for, you know, material things like yeah. uh, Gucci and I think uh, his exact line in that boardroom scene was think about the billies or some shit like that. Let's just think about the billies here. He was such a fuck boy. I loved it. All right. Uh, let's here go. He, here oh, he comes goose. for dinner. He thinks it's dinner time. Goosey boy. So many cats on the pod today. I know. Look at his cat dads. He is looking at you with love in his eyes. Yeah, we cuddled a lot today. Look at that handsome boy. So, Closing thoughts. Yeah, what was your... My overall take from the movie? Yeah. Because, like we said yesterday, like there are people who now are scared. There are people who now like think what we talked about that it would be covered up with like, I know people who watched it and just were like, Oh, it's a mo-. like, my parents were like, Oh, it was a good movie. And I was like, but it didn't incite any feelings in you. And they were like, no, cause they've no. been through shit. Like Y2K 2012 fucking all these other times where it was like, we're fucked. So, what was as a young person who now at this point for us, <laughs> it's not looking too bright. Nope. What's your takeaway? That no matter what's happening, you need to be able to make your own subjective conclusion on not only what you see going on around you and what you're hearing and what you're reading, but you need to be able to understand that just because there's going to be that tribe mentality, no matter what, and you're going to have to pick a side. Why not just go out in a blades of glory as one giant, happy human race? Yeah, I wish I wish that's how it would happen. You know, it sucks. Everything breaks down to politics. And Everything's got to be a side. And I think I that for me solidified that. Fuck choosing a side. If something like that ever goes down, you need to ride that middle line of just bringing people peace and happiness. So that way, even if something is ailing them and they're going around trying to break people's mailboxes with a bat, 
maybe our interaction will send them home to spend time with their family instead. But it also, I mean, I completely agree. If some world ending event were to happen, which I hate to be a pessimist, but I think within our lifetime, it might. Um, Oh yeah. I'm prepared after watching that movie. If some guy, not even after watching that movie, after existing, I was prepared, but now I'm like doubly prepared as like, all right, here we go. After being born in the nineties to right now, I'm like, yeah, whatever it might happen. Um, but if it were to happen and someone wants to smash my mailbox, I'm not going to get mad. No, I'm like, well, I mean, it's not like I'm going to be receiving many packages. Exactly. So, yeah, it'd be oh, great. When she, when she was talking to her boyfriend, she was like, you know what? Let's set up a dinner with your mother. Let's say seven months, seven months and six from days now, yeah. from now. Yeah. He's like, Why that's is that really so far oddly out. specific? Yeah. Well, that was before they told anyone. Oh, that is right. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think my overall takeaway is it was designed to make a statement saying we're not protected by the thing by the entities we think we're protected by. Because they touched on religion, government, and media, which is like the big three. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, Earth still blew the fuck up. Still shattered. So that's why I hope if some giant event were to happen, like you said, we could all just be like, let's just do it together. Instead of being like, don't look up. Don't look up. Where the fuck are you looking? Look at your shoelaces. But I mean, we're living in a don't look up scenario right now. I saw a meme that said uh, every time they say Comet, replace it with V-I-R-U-S. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, wow. So it was a very layered movie that made a lot of statements that I think hopefully open the eyes of some people who had a little too much faith in one of the big three. And now they're like, Oh shit. I really hope. And so. can can we change it? I have no idea. But if people are aware that like, if something like that were to happen, we're fucked no matter what. So maybe, fucked. maybe we can come together and be like, Hey, ha- how about you don't fuck us over? That was my big takeaway. Yeah. Cause who knows? Maybe if the whole entire a United States joined and then we were able to join the rest of the world, that collective nuke strike from a bunch of different countries. Who knows, man? Who knows how that movie could have gone? Yeah. They could have taken that movie into an angle of like peace and happiness and unity, but instead they decided to make it more. (laughs) You son of a bitch. What did he just do? Knocked over the light. I had a, I have, in, I have a light up yeah, over here, so it doesn't it have all the shadows. And he freaking jumps off the chair and knocks it over and then takes off out of the room. And I'm like, what the shit, bro? See, Goose is peaceful now. He took a nap. He's just chilling. Hi. Nah, he just ate. So now he's amped. But uh, no, but it, it, yeah, for the sake of the movie, that would have been great. But it wouldn't have been as much as a statement to wake up the public. 
And I also think that's exactly. why it's so star-studded. They hit every demographic with every guest appearance and every main actor. Every single person in that movie Check. was for a Check. different age group Check. watching that movie. Check. Checked off every single box. It was a really fucking good, really good movie. The writing was great. The direction was great. The acting was fantastic. And like I said, every single person in that movie, I think, was put there so that whoever watches it, whether you're 12 or 100, you're like, oh, fuck, I know that person. You know what? I think Netflix finally took our idea after we said for so many weeks, Netflix, we got ideas for you. Pick us up. I think someone from Netflix finally watched all the way through our podcast, took down all the ideas, and that's what they came up with. Uh, I mean, it was really good. I don't know if we could have done that, but... Where's our money? Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, don't look up. Great movie. Very thought-provoking. Inspired a 45-minute podcast. Man, I love this podcast. Me too. Should we wrap it up? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, this has been a couple pine spot. It's safe to say. Let's nuke uh, foreign space objects so yeah. that they don't so that they don't kill us all. I love it. What an outro. What an outro. All right. Uh, shouts out, fucking living on earth shout out living and having a voice uh and also shout out manscaped for keeping our trims trims pubed and all and all birds dude shout out fucking all birds Ooh, shout out fucking all birds i don't know where i'd be without you probably in pain anyway and shout out six point brewery brooklyn new york and as always, Budweiser. Now we're just shout out Budweiser. Now we're just jacking off people for sponsorship. And shout and out, we're turning into a NASCAR car. Shout out Ripe and Rick and Morty and Theo Vaughn and the guy who made this rug. I don't know his name or where he's from. The Rick and Morty, Rob Dupont Chevrolet Gator Rug, Brooklyn, New York, smoother. Now he's Dupont from Chevrolet car. And shout out to my barber, dude. <laughs> yeah, shout out the barber for making your hair look. Fucking good. Excuse me. All right. Anyway, shout out cats. Talk to you next week. Shouts out Loki and Goose. Bye.